In this week's full-time roundup, Harry Kane versus Real in the Pokal, Liverpool plays in a hurricane, West Ham scores three goals with three shots, and Ajax finally won a game. Full-time roundup starts right now. Hello, everybody. Hope you guys are doing well. I am once again in the driving uh, seat today. Look at me, Matt. I am the captain now. Um, we had some good cup matches midweek. Uh, you know, always the cup, as our friends at Charlotte Soccer Show say. And uh, always the cup. Always after the a cup. after a busy week for both of us with life and football, how are you doing, Matt? Daniel, this has come at a great time for me. This has been a long week at, at work, and so this is a nice little break heading into a Friday. Got a, a friend's wedding as well that'll set the mood tomorrow, so it's uh, looking forward to that. A uh, good friend of mine that uh, – I don't know if they listen, but I'll, I'll, I'll pitch them. Maybe not at their wedding tomorrow, but uh, I'll definitely get them going. But uh, we had some great great matches midweek, uh, cup game, like you said, always for the cup, and then uh, some great some great ones this weekend to look forward to as well. Absolutely. Uh, just quick question, Matt. Are you more of a Vince Vaughn guy or an Owen Wilson guy? Uh, I mean, Owen Wilson. No, Vince Vaughn is one of a kind, and he's also like six foot six, and and just I'm not that tall, so uh, I'll stick with little little Owen. Great, great. So Matt is will be wedding, being a wedding crasher this weekend. And just a reminder before we jump into it, um, follow us on X at Full Time Roundup. Um, follow Matt on Twitter at Life of Gesslin and me at Liverpool CLTFC. Make sure you like, subscribe, you know, turn on those uh, notifications, auto downloads, um, and uh, just interact with us on Twitter. We'd love to hear from you. Um, so starting off uh, with the midweek games, uh, just a quick EFL rapid recap. Um, Newcastle beat United at home. Um, Liverpool beat Bournemouth 2-1, uh, Arsenal lose to West Ham 3-1, Everton beat Burnley, Fulham beat Ipswich, uh, and Borough and Port Vale win their respective matches. Um, it, did you uh, have any thoughts on any of these matches? Well, I mean, I guess we have to start with the one that everyone's talking about afterwards, which is Manchester United getting thrashed 3-0 at home. Another absolutely horrific performance coming off the Derby this past weekend where they got also beat at Old Trafford 3-0. Um, a lot a lot as if there wasn't enough heat on Eric Ten Hag before this. You can't lose two matches at home 3-0. And, and more importantly, Daniel, to me, was this, the way the second game played out and just how poor United were. No reaction after, you know, getting – Pretty pretty thrashed, I would say. 3-0 was not indicative of that scoreline. Of course, you know, it's what it was. But Man City were clearly the, the superior team by far. And then to come out and have a real stinker performance against a Newcastle B squad, in all fairness. Oh, yeah. um, you know, so that was – to me, that was the one that stood out. And then, and then, you know, we can dive into that further. And then, of course, you know, West Ham beating Arsenal was a big one for me too. But the other ones you kind of expected to, to come about um, – of course, you know, your your weather situation there could have, you know, changed anything. You never know in a, in a game like that when it's that type of environment. It's more of just a nitty-gritty, harding, you know, heart kind of game. And um, you guys showed that you have that that mentality right now. And so not a, not a true surprise, but a good one. Yeah, but those were 
for me, those were the two big ones, um, you know, just ha- coming out of, out of yesterday. And, of course, there was two other games on, on Tuesday, uh, Middlesbrough advances and Port Vale advance. Um, but, you know, th- those were kind of uh, fun storylines as part of uh, the EFL Cup as there, there's a story every year. And shout out to the EFL gods for having the, the championship. And I think Port Vale is a lower league team get the matchup and they didn't have to play one of the big dogs. That's just cool. Cause you know, it'll be basically maybe a bye week for, her or like a very easy walk in the park and in a quarterfinal, but at least a one team gets to go farther than they probably um, thought. Now you, you talked about United and, and there's a couple recipes to, to success. And one of the first ones that you'd probably name is you win your home games it's a toss up for away games, but you win your home games, you build your, your home pitch is a fortress and you don't lose those. And yeah, you mentioned they've lost uh, two now. And uh, I thought Rafa Varane was, was left out of the squad completely, um, but it actually was due to illness. So I, I did a little rant on Twitter about that. So apologies, left hand out. That's on me. Um, but yeah, there was a lot of, I mean, I, I always enjoy the, the memes and the meltdowns after a United loss. And there was one that was, it was a Newcastle squad who they started, what they what they would look like on FIFA. And it was like silvers and really bad golds. And it, I, I found that quite funny. Um, but hey, credit to Eddie Howe and, and his men for, for a hard fought victory. Saw some youngsters step up in a big way, like Lewis Hall, uh, an ex Chelsea product, I'm sure. Um, you would know that. And uh, hey, Newcastle go go uh, far and, and they get to uh, face Chelsea um, next. So uh, how, how are you feeling about that one? Uh, I mean, it's going to be an interesting, it's going to all determine, be determined by where Newcastle are in the Champions League at that point and, and what type of lineup they're going to put out. Of course, Chelsea have, this is really this and the, and the league are what they're playing for. So you know, we're going to have our strongest lineup like we did pretty close to our strong, strongest lineup against, uh, you know, a pretty low Blackburn side um, yesterday. So, like, that's that's what's going to come down to is, is us having our best lineup each week in this tournament and, and some of those lesser teams having a B squad. Or if we get drawn with, you know, Port Val or Boro and Boro, Middlesbrough in the next round, like, you know, that that also contributes when, when you know, luck of the draw. Right. But. Um, for the next matchup with Newcastle, I would expect us to be in a much better shape. It's only in a couple of weeks. I think it's actually week of the 17th or something like that, if I remember correctly. Um, but yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be a good matchup too big. If, if Eddie Howe wants to go out there and put his big boys out, it's going to be a, a good test and we'll be in the middle of a really difficult run of fixtures as well. So it's going to be a, a good test and, and measurement of where we are as uh, in, in this project and can't say it enough it's a project um and, you know been saying that all season but uh, you really have to kind of put the expectations that this is now a project and and be okay with that and just know that that's kind of where we are but a, a winning a an efl cup and, and getting a trophy would be a fantastic piece to the trophy to the trophy case and um you know now i think it's a little different to take it back to the bigger conversation of manchester united a little bit is like Eric Ten Hag got a trophy last year. They got top four. Everyone thought it was fantastic and, you know, the greatest thing since sliced bread. And now there's potentially you're hearing rumors, more, more, more smoke where there's fire about, you know, potentially him leaving or being sacked in a couple of weeks and the new ownership group that what are they going to do? Like 
there's just so much commotion now. And you can tell the difference in what Chelsea are and where Manchester United are. It's just night and day. Maybe the results aren't quite there yet, but eventually that will start to level out and you're starting to see it a little bit maybe in with what we've seen the last couple of fixtures for, for United. But um, it's always a fun time. And Daniel for the Cup is it's just fun to watch no matter what the game is. I, I, I'll enjoy watching Port Val versus Middlesbrough, to be honest. It'll be a fun matchup to see those squads go at it too. It means everything for sure. And, and um, you know, you love these competitions and just a couple other games I wanted to uh, hit on before we, we move on to a different country here. But I, I told, I shared this with you before, um, but I, I was walking to, to finish the Liverpool game on the treadmill um, yesterday. And, and I see the same guy every, every day in there with an Arsenal jersey. And at the time, Arsenal were losing um, 2-0 to, to West Ham. And West Ham only had one shot on target. Or not, wait, they had one shot on target. Yeah, with two goals. And I was like, how, how does that happen? He just you know, shook his head and was probably annoyed with his team's performance. But that's just kind of how it was for, for, for Arsenal yesterday. And now they can kind of focus on UCL and um, the Premier League. So... Arteta's probably not that upset about crashing out of the, the least important cup here, but you know, it's always good to win some trophies. Um, so just real quick. I, I oh, will sorry. say though, just to pin, just to piggyback off that, you mentioned that they kind of put out a second lineup or a lesser lineup and they're going to be upset that they don't advance or that they don't win this tournament and bigger focuses. I don't disagree with that. My only counter would be as if Arsenal doesn't achieve any of the other things that they tried to achieve this season. And they had an opportunity here, right? If they win that matchup, they're in the quarterfinals against potentially, you know, I don't know if the draw falls exactly the same way, but, you know, Liverpool or at least they're in the quarterfinal, right? And they could potentially win a, win a trophy yeah. um, if a lot of these other squads are playing of lesser sides. Now, that's out the window. And now the pressure amps up that you have to finish. You have to go far in the Champions League and you have to, you know, arguably – compete for the title in the tight in the premier league otherwise it's kind of a failure a little bit for for this season again back to the trophy thing a trophy changes everything if you get something in the in the uh cabinet that year. yeah winning yeah. cures all trophies uh cure all and and it basically you just explained opportunity costs so i i couldn't agree more with you on that um and so just want to kind of hit through oh and last but not least just real quick about liverpool you know we we go up in the first half uh, it probably should have been three now at half. Harvey Elliott missed the sitter, and, and there was a few other chances. But the rain was going sideways. But I didn't, I didn't really uh, notice because I was more focused on Liverpool than Bournemouth about how bad the wind was going one way. And so when Liverpool came out in the second half, and uh, we quickly take a goal kick, and it should go to halfway, and it goes all the way back to the box and bounces in the box. I was like, holy shit, uh, I am in for a ride the second half. And it was nerve-wracking. We were trying to play out the back. And when you try to play out the back and you can't because Iarola's team's press and you can't lump it long because the ball doesn't go anywhere, I was starting to think to myself, why the hell is this game not postponed? Um, but, alas, Klopp put on the big dogs um, and uh, – and Darwin Nunez scored a absolute worldie um, after they booed him or laughed at him for messing up the touch right before. Way to crush the haters, I guess you could say. And and those in-swing and corners that we kept giving Bournemouth were so scary because about three of them went in. 
Bournemouth, I'd probably be a little upset if I was them that they didn't uh, get away from home with the, with a win here. I thought they were um, more than deserving of a result and were probably uh, unlucky, but now they can focus on just staying up in the Premier League. Um, so just real quick, the draws, we already talked about Newcastle, Chelsea, Liverpool draw West Ham, Everton draw Fulham, Port Vale, Borough. Um, any just quick predictions here? One by one. I'm going to say Chelsea, Liverpool, Fulham, Borough. Okay, I'm going to say Newcastle, Liverpool. I'm going to, I'm going Everton. Both Liverpool t- teams are gonna are gonna go through here. I bet they're gonna want to match that up too. And I'm gonna say Burrow. It feels like to me. I don't know. You can agree with me or not, but I feels like the winner of the Newcastle Chelsea Liverpool West Ham will be the two teams in the final unless they draw themselves or the eventual winner of of the cups. Yeah, that's the thing. Unless they draw themselves, you have to think that the two. You know, the, at that point, the two big boys that are left at the top there have the have the best chance. It would be great to see a Merseyside derby in the semifinal, right? That'd but, be great. Um, yeah. You know, that could be fun too. So we'll see what happens. But I wonder if Klopp will ask for a replay if they play in conditions like that and they lose or something like that. You know, crashing out and, and potentially and having to have an excuse, but. Okay, we don't have to hash it out, Daniel. It's okay. They, they grounded okay. planes. We couldn't even get home because of the the weather was that bad. It, I mean, it's well, complete. It's was it a an early joke? Kick? Was it an not? Early kick I mean, what? Like seven thirty? You know, first game out of the gate, right after the break. I get. Uh, I mean, whatever. I'm not even going to get into this with you. But moving on to the DFB Pokal. Uh, Leipzig crash out to Wolfsburg after uh, Polson gets a stupid second yellow um, in early in the second half. Kind of just took the steam out of the match. Wolfsburg were already up to give them credit, but but Leipzig were dominating the the possession. Um, and had did you were you able to catch this one? Because I actually have a few thoughts on Leipzig. I didn't. It was just crazy to see the big boys all go. Out essentially in this round yeah. for Poker Cup. Um, besides Leverkusen, who who made it and you know, at the end there, yeah, and Dortmund. But yeah, I mean, you start. You know, who did we think that Bayern Munich were playing? You know, where what division are they? Like to lose to that team in the way they did, and same with Leipzig. You would, you know, Wolfsburg's good, but um, you know, you would have expected them to to advance. But yeah, crazy, crazy couple games, and and again, that's the beauty of the cup. You never know what's going to happen, and. Um, just because Bayern Munich in a in a 36 game 34 game season win every every year you know one game if a team can put it together they can they can bounce you and uh Bayern put their foot out and and this team chopped it off yeah absolutely and and um so for the well it's good to see that Wolfsburg can beat a good team because they've they've beat lesser opponents but haven't been able to get over the hump with a, like a top five opponent but there's one thing that I I still have yet to to understand. And Leipzig are a great team. I mean, you picked them to go pretty far in the Bundesliga mm-hmm. this year, but I believe I one, had them to win the Bundesliga. To win the correct. Bundesliga. Yep, that is correct. And and the one thing that's driving me completely insane right now is, you know, you're playing midweek, you're playing Champions League, and Sesco remains on the bench. And you keep trotting out Timo Werner and, and Yusuf Polson. And it's driving me insane. I mean, this kid is averaging a goal a game off the bench, getting scraps for minutes. And Poulsen, you know, gets a second stupid yellow card. 
he hasn't really produced that much. It might be just the system. Uh, I've heard that before. But you got to start start, uh, starting Sesco. You, you're trusting the youth with Shavi Simmons. Why don't you just trot both of them out there on the field with Openda? And I just think this Leipzig uh, team could hit another gear. Um, I don't know if you agree with that, but it, that's just a yeah, frustrating I mean, thing for me. You, you give kids an opportunity in the cup if you're one of the bigger sides too, right? Yeah. I mean, that's that's. I mean, you don't have to, and, and certain predicaments dictate if you do. But Leipzig, like you said, is a strong team. They're in a good position in Bundesliga. They're, you know, they they arguably should be able to play plug and play one of the youngsters here and still make it a good game, or at least have enough talent around him that. You know, you just see what you've got, and, and but you're not worried about losing. So, yeah, I'm surprised by it, to be honest. Um, you know, he is a young talent that hasn't been clicking either with the manager in training or just with, with his attitude or whatever it is because he hasn't gotten too much time in, in the Bundesliga either, which is surprising. But um, you just you just wonder what's going on there, uh, with why, why the manager thought he wasn't a good fit for this game. But, yeah, it's disappointing because you want to see some young talent. We've seen it across all of Europe where – you know, a lot of these kids are playing and they're and they're thriving. They're they're not scared. They're they're ready for the moment and they can step right in and play. And uh, it would have been a nice opportunity for the youngster. Couldn't believe in and you talk about opportunity here. Um, Byron crash out of the league to a third league opponent, FC Saar Bruken, third third division, fifteenth um, place. So they're not even. They're almost in the. There's out of twenty teams, there are seven or. 15. So not even a, a great team um, in in the third league. Harry Kane doesn't even touch the field, but it's still the Harry Kane curse. The lit goes out with an injury. That's another center back. They're down. Now they're down to just Min J Kim. Um, a little injury crisis here in, in Byron. Kimmich is out for, for the game on Saturday. Byron, it's looking interesting and and i'm sure fans were, were not bad I, I i mean that's like a david first goliath scenario here and and that's why we we love the cup here yeah it is a big um you mentioned the the harry kane curse is it real you know that's kind of one of the things that maybe you start to look at if it's uh if they don't win of course uh, they're not they're not going to necessarily be out of things in the title race as well in the bundesliga but it's a real thing. Guy doesn't, you know, it's not, and I don't want to harp on it because hopefully it's not a real thing, but it's just, it feels that way. But yeah, there's some, some worry in Byron. You, you texted me before that they're kind of fake um, in your opinion. And, and um, you know, we've seen that a little bit defensively. They're not, they're not as strong as, as they should be in the back. And uh, they have some good competition that they have to play against. And Bayer Leverkusen is one of those teams, Daniel, we've talked about them a bunch on this show. Like I said, they, they lose late or they win late, excuse me, but, um, when, when they see blood in the water, um, you know, with, with Byron, they have to take advantage of it, especially with the next match at home in the Bundesliga. So it, it could be the turning point of, you know, a long dynasty or era in, in Munich. But uh, who knows? There's a lot to go. A lot of, a lot of football to be played. Still. A lot of football left, unfortunately. I do think that Byron are fraudulent. Sorry, Justin. I know you listen to the show and will be probably texting me something pr- pretty angry after this. But just to hit on the other two big teams, you mentioned Leverkusen. They do leave it late, but they do score, uh, say, two, three goals in, in extra time to make it look like it wasn't close. And then Dortmund did a scrappy 1-0 win against Hoffenheim. Gio Reyna played majority of the game, which is good to see, and, and, and he played very well. So very encouraging signs for Dortmund as 
you know, tough draw uh, last week, but you get a win midweek and, and you go to one of the biggest games coming up. Um, so I wanted to also hit on MLS here uh, from that we didn't get to hit on. Orlando City beats Nashville. Seattle beats Dallas and Columbus beats an all modelless Atlanta. Um, any, you said, you said before the match or before the recording that Columbus Atlanta almost put you to sleep. I mean, that's a pretty good remedy for, for a good sleep is watching a really boring game, but uh, any other thoughts you have from these matches? No, I, I honestly, the Seattle game was too late for me at that point. Um, yeah, I'm an old man. Uh, yeah, but, we know. Uh, I picked one. I picked one between Columbus and, and Nashville. Yeah, that's uh, that's unnecessary. Um, <laughs> Columbus, picked one between Columbus and, and um, like I said, Columbus and Nashville to, chose the Columbus match. Wasn't the right choice. That was pretty boring. And then uh, turned it off and, and uh, you know, kind of wanted to call it a night with MLS. And to be honest, you know, and I know we'll cover them and, and we'll definitely, you know, touch on them a little bit. But for me, MLS Cup will be when I kind of – or semifinals and then will be when I pay attention, to be honest, especially with so much going on on the Cups and, and everything else in the world. But, you know, it's a good – it's growing and it's fun to see. It, you know, it's an interesting – I think actually after the group matches, the first round, so let's call them the group, after the first round, it's a, it's a knock, single knockout uh, tournament. So I, I'll be nice. back for that when that happens. Yeah. That's nice. Because okay. the, the, series, the series doesn't really do it for me, to be honest. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty out on that. I get two leg fixtures like Champions League. I like yeah. that. Yeah, that's fine. That's a lot fine. better. Yeah. But three, of, we're not NBA. Um, and I'd like no, to say that. we have to have playoffs, way. you know? We have to have know. playoffs in this country, and that's a whole different discussion, which we've, we've, we've tabled, but we definitely are going to come back we to will. some trust, point for you guys. Don't us. worry, we will. Absolutely. And and I just wanted to give a quick shout out here. Um, I do think see this Seattle team and this Columbus team have, have a lot of depth. They looked really good. Um, also Dallas uh, confirmed that Alan Velasco tore something in his knee, so he's going to be out. So I think Seattle beat Dallas again at, at home and kind of are going to be playing off rest. This Columbus Atlanta game could be pretty interesting. In the second picture with Almada coming back and Atlanta being home. Um, and uh, we'll see if Nashville's Honey Mukhtar is a fraud or not if uh, they don't even fight um, in Nashville with yeah, Sam Surge, ex-Nottingham Forest guy, um, as their striker as well. So it's just a couple things to look out with for an MLS. And, and uh, before we uh, you know, take our, our break, um, I did want to mention that the World Cup 2034 was announced um, by Gianno Infantino with Saudi Arabia becoming the 2034 destination. Um, Matt, I'm going to, to give you the mic here for a little bit. Uh, where do I begin? I, to be honest, and I, I do want to correct it, not to correct you, but just to make sure we're clear that we're not, it, it is not awarded yet. Um, that's the only bid Australia pulled out, unless there's been news today that I missed, but it was more of that. Austra Saudi Arabia is basically a shoe-in. They are the only nation that has bid at this point. Um, I think we all know what this is about. We talked about it a little bit earlier in an episode before and just kind of what, what FIFA has done and, and that it's turning um, the World Cup, you know, it, it's not diminishing it a little as much as it is hard to say that, but it's definitely tainting it a little bit, I would say. But the, the, the tournament itself, like on the pitch, is, is fantastic, of course. The politics and everything 
outside of it is an absolute disgrace and it's sickening and it's all about money. And um, we knew that this was going to happen when they allowed Morocco, the whole thing with 2030, with three nations or the three continents and six nations hosting. So that was by design. If you think that that was not by design so that Saudi Arabia could host the World Cup in 2034, you're delusional. That's what happened. And uh, it's it's really unfortunate. Um, I I don't really want to get into a, a diatribe about it tonight, Daniel, but it's just a it's a bad look. And I'm really not not too too thrilled with it, even though I knew it was coming. And um, but again, it's not going to diminish or, or make me not watch it. But um, it's it's unfortunate. And you just you just hope maybe there's a change of heart. And they theoretically, the board could make a different choice. They have to vote on it. I think it's in two weeks. Um, but realistically, I, I can't see them proposing a, another nation and I'm just out of a whim or out of a hat and, and not taking the money that Saudi will throw at them. And it's going to be a big number. Uh, we won't we'll never know what that number was, but it'll be a, a very large number. Yeah, we might see eventually, you know, another Netflix documentary drop about it. So maybe keep your eyes peeled for that in, in six years. But yeah, no, it's it's definitely a sad day. It's the hope that kills you. And this is the only thing that it's I'm torn because obviously these tournaments are meant for the for the summer. And this will be probably held during the season, which another one, um, another one, really, really annoying, and and that really messed up the club schedule last year. Um, But the only good thing about people comparing this to Qatar is they have the infrastructure for it a little bit better than than Qatar does. So I think the the tournament itself will be more smoothly ran. Um, But you know. If people have their reservations of of going to, to Saudi Arabia to watch this, I I completely understand with all the the bad things that go on there. But uh, we won't get too much into it. It is a shame. Today I feel sad. Um, you know, people were making those kind of references today. Today I feel rich. You know how he went on that whole rant. Um, but anyways, we're about to take a break. Um, Again, please follow us on Twitter at Full Time Roundup. Like, subscribe, interact with us, download, re-download. We would love to hear from you, and a rating would go a long way as we're trying to spread the brand. So uh, be right back, and uh, looking forward to these previews and bets. All right, we are back, and we have our previews. There were a lot of games that I was looking at the schedule, and, and it's, you know, you had El Clasico, you had the Manchester Derby last week, you had Napoli Milan. You think, hey, I don't think these games could get much better than this, but hey, it's a new week, and, and we got some great matchups. So we're going to try to kind of go league by league. Um, so first and foremost, Arsenal-Newcastle. Both played midweek. What are your thoughts here? I think Newcastle are back. Um, I, you know, they we talked about Eddie Howe having a tough period um, earlier in the season, but I think they found that that groove, and they're they're kind of back in in good form and a team that's very dangerous. And I think Arsenal are struggling a little bit, um, squad rotation and and just not the same oiled machine it was last year. So. Yeah, give me Newcastle, even though it's on the road, uh, 2-1. Oh, it's at home? It's at St. James Park. Yeah, I'll, take, so, I'll, take, I'll take Newcastle either way. 
Newcastle are phenomenal at home. They have a, a great atmosphere. Uh, this is a tricky one. Um, so I'm going to go 1-1 one, one or 2-2. Two, two. Um, I think that not having Isak uh, is going to not give Newcastle the edge here, even though Callum Wilson did score a brace um, against – oh, he played Wolves, excuse me. Um, and, you know, I'm sure Arteta is going to be – pumping the boys up ready to go so i do think they draw here um which is going to be interesting to see how it shakes out on the table though this is a, a top five matchup here so a lot of implications here um moving on a london derby spurs chelsea matt are you nervous have you been waking up in the middle of the night with sweats how, how are you feeling about this one no this the sweats start on saturday since this is a <laughs> monday fixture uh no um Oddly enough, I feel confident. Oh no! For some reason, for some reason, I have a a good friend that listens and and uh, big Manchester United fan. Uh, he knows who it is, and but uh, we talk and he we do a, a, a underdog bet each week. No money, no money for anything. It's just points that we add to the total underdogs, and whoever gets at the end of the season gets like a, a beer or something or a six pack. And we both, I picked, I didn't pick Chelsea as the underdog, but he did. And we were talking about it and he has a feeling and I have a feeling too. I don't know something about this. We can give him a strong shot. And I'm, I mean, they're in form clearly, but it's a, it's our biggest rival. Um, Yeah. Give me, give me Chelsea on the road two one at Tottenham Hotspur stadium. Yeah, well, technically, you are one and one in your last one. Um, you did lose Correct. to Brentford, so I don't know if "inform" is technically the the right term here. But no, no, I, no. Spurs, Spurs are. Informed. Oh, oh, sorry, us. sorry. I was gonna. I was. I was like, wow. No, okay. No. Um, hey, sometimes you do gotta have the the what is it? The goldfish memory. You know, only remember That's the last true. match. That's, That's true. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, no, I this is going to be an interesting Monday matchup. Uh, we'll definitely have to wait to record till after this match. I'm sure you're going to be on pins and needles. I'm going to give Spurs the edge here, two uh, one. But I do think Chelsea are going to be in this match, and it's going to be they're going someone's going to leave it late. And um, I just think that Spurs' defense has been just so good this year, and they should be able to kind of thwart Chelsea just a little bit. But you know, with when when it's a London fixture and a derby almost in, in this way you throw the record books out the window like we say so hey i this match could go either way but i'm gonna take spurs chelsea 2-1 now going back to patch go, uh, poach true, going back as well true. so you know it's some, a lot there. of storylines a lot of stories yeah, story he's, he's gonna want to be uh tottenham for sure and yep. and now we have we're gonna go over to germany gutenhag the um, big one for the der klassiker um you know I think I'm going to check to see if BVB is at home. Um, but like I said before, uh, you know, they are, Bayern are injured right now. And I kind of like, I kind of like uh, Dortmund in this spot here. Um, Ryerson was back, Brandt's back, they're kind of getting healthy here. I'm going to go 3-2 uh, Bayern, but a draw would be a win for uh, Dortmund as well. Sorry, 3-2 Dortmund. But a, a draw is also feels like a win. I feel like for for Dortmund here, I'll go two two. Goals will happen, but I think I don't think Dortmund have it right now to to take that next step. I think Bayern get the draw, and ultimately it costs Dortmund a chance at the title at the end of the season. 
versus the two points. Absolutely. Dortmund do love, have been very good against big teams this year. Um, They've struggled against lowly opponents. Um, So that's why I kind of like Dortmund in this matchup. But it's going to be a great game. Um, I can't wait to tune in for it. It is at Dortmund as well. So that home atmosphere, uh, the fans are going to be going Yellow wall is no joke. Yellow wall is no joke. And they're going to be pissed about last year. So I imagine them to turn up and, 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 I don't know, and all their yellow, looking like bumblebees. Uh, next, we have Hoffenheim and Leverkusen. Hoffenheim have slowly been creeping down the table, and Leverkusen remain red hot. Who do we like here, Matt? Give me Leverkusen. I'll take it. 2-1. Yeah, no, uh, this Leverkusen team has given me no reason not to take them. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and keep hitting when the – the iron's hot. They are playing away at Hoffenheim, but uh, Leverkusen did rotate quite a bit, um, and Hoffenheim did not midweek. Therefore, I am giving Leverkusen the edge. Um, so, so I'm gonna go three-one Leverkusen. Um, next, we are going to transfer over to Spain. Only one in Spain, but uh, Real Sociedad. Barcelona, Real Sociedad are in fantastic form. Barca are in panic mode at fourth. Atletico Madrid also play Friday, so you know they could kind of make some room uh, in the table here. Uh, what, do, what do you think is going to happen here, Matt? Big one for Barca, um, especially after El Clasico. Um, hopefully, some players back healthy. Real Sociedad, though, are no joke. We've talked about them before on the on the pod. Um, Man, this is tough. They need to keep pace. Atletico Madrid, if I'm going to just pivot real quick, I think they take care of business on Friday tomorrow against Las Palmas and, and jump to the top of the table with that game in hand. Um, man, Barca against Real Sociedad. 1-1. One, 1-1? One. One, one? Yeah, it's a tough one. Real Sociedad are really good. Yeah, no, they are. Um, you mentioned Atletico Madrid play Las Palmas. Just for title race implications, Real Madrid um, play Rayo Vallecano, New Slouch, and Girona play Osasuna, another team that's sneaky. So should be pretty interesting to kind of look at where they end up at the end of in the week. But I'm going to go 1-0 Barca. Um, I think Barca with that's Lewandowski fair. I was, and I was torn. That's kind of where I was, too. It's going to be scrappy. One or one yeah, Very low scoring. Um, hopefully, Lewandowski, he played minutes, so did Rafinha, so they should be back. Um, they're going to be pretty pissed off after losing El Clasico. I expect a, a pretty good get-right spot here. Um, now, going to Italy, Fiorentina, Juve. Uh, we weren't able to kind of report it on the show on Monday, but Fiorentina loss in like a 96 minute from a Immobile penalty for Lazio. Now they have to play Juventus. Um, how do you think this match is going to go? 2 0, Juventus. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go 2 1. No. I'm going to go 2 2, actually. A draw here. I think Fiorentina are going to get right here. Um, I think there will be some goals in this match, which should be an interesting watch for the neutral. Um, and and if Fiorentina can can, they're trying to fight for that top five status, so they would love a win against Juventus. And I'm sure the the Milan's are uh, kind of waiting for this one. Now we have uh, Atalanta Inter. Um, 
how do you think this one's going to go on? And Inter need to keep going. That's the thing. And Atalanta, a really good side, as we've talked about before, too. There's some good matchups today that you've chosen. Um, Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, <laughs> Inter. Oh, tie. Draw. 1-1. One, 1-1. One. One, one. I'm going to go 2-2 uh, two, two here. I, I think a draw is here. I think Atalanta are just too good right now. And Inter Milan, are, they're not going to win all their games. Well, maybe I'm wrong. Exactly. But exactly. Now, it, this... the only thing I would say, if it's not 1-1, it's like going to be 4-1 because Latoro Martinez is going to score two or something ridiculous. So it's going to be a blowout for Inter or it's going to be 1-1. And in, in, in Inter also scraped by against Roma in like the 83rd minute. So this is another tight match. I think that Gasparini, the Atalanta coach, was definitely taking notes about that game and has figured out a, a plan to, to stifle them. Atalanta beat... Um, I think it was Empoli on Monday pretty handily. So uh, I think they should be able to at least get a point here. And last but not least, we go to Ligon in France. Nice, Rennes. Um, nice are top of the table. Rennes are fighting for top four status here. Um, who do you who do you like here? Uh, nice, is, nice will probably take care of business. It's at home as well. Um, you know, of course, we, we're kind of always keeping an eye on the table as where is PSG and now PSG are right behind them. So I think either I think this is a squad they're they're happy to play against um, at this point. When you first have PSG coming right down your throat, you want something a little easier to kind of ease into that versus a big matchup that puts that extra pressure on you. So, yeah, I'll take I'll, I'm maybe just overthinking it, but I think that that's a, a real thing. Um, I think Nice will take care of business in this one, low-scoring game, 1-0. Uh, but, yeah, their their time at the top is going to be limited. Um, but they get one they get one more week. Absolutely. And and for, for those betters, the Nice unders have just been absolutely printing this year. I think they win, like, a million games, 1-0. So I'm going to go and agree with you here. They win. It's going to be scrappy. Ren are a great opponent. But – Nice have given me zero reason not to back them here, so I'm, I'm going to take them in. And last but not least, you, you kind of mentioned it with the table, PSG, Montpellier tomorrow on Friday. Montpellier are a decent side, so this is this is no easy game for PSG, but how do you think it's going to go? Uh, it's not, but it is. It's still PSG. It's still Liga. It's still one of the best squads in the world. 4-0 PSG. Not yeah, close game. Mbappe masterclass incoming. You saw how pissed he was at the Balloon Dior. Forgot to mention that. Uh, so no, nope. I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep moving. I'm We're gonna good. Keep moving. You, know, I'm talking right. about... you know what? You're right. Three-one PSG. They're definitely gonna concede one. Maybe four-one PSG. So last but not least, before the best bets, just to brush up on on remaining thoughts here. NCFC and Charlotte Independence do play on sunday at five do you know where they're streaming it because it's not espn plus it is on espn two actually so they have bumped it up to oh a nice big little network. upgrade there wow nice so little upgrade round of yes, applause sir. for usl love that 5 p.m that'll be 5 p.m espn two i will be at the match up in carry um, actually shooting photography for the team so that'll be a fun experience to finish out uh what i've done for pretty much all season with them uh for a more broader um, preview of the match as well as some interviews with coach Jeffries and um, Gabriel Obertown, who, you know, European player, Manchester United, Newcastle, 
etc. Uh, go over and check out the Charlotte Soccer Show. Those guys did a whole episode today. Uh, really nice job and then um, really kind of outlined what the meaning of this game is, not only for the independents, but also for the city of Charlotte. So um, go check their episode out. Um, Daniel, I, I still stand by my 1-0 win for the independents for the home side. I know that the home side is not necessarily your home side in this game, but that's okay. Um, the home side will get the W, 1-0. I'm confident of it. The boys sounded confident. Uh, Coach Jeffrey sounded confident. Give me the trophy back to Charlotte. All right. I'm going to disagree with you here, but let's hammer out this bet. Um, you okay with doing dinner for next week? Yeah, recording? dinner works. I'll take, I'll take dinner. I can. I would, I would love to see you bald uh, with a shaved head, but that was just never, never going to happen. Um, you know, he's, he's getting up there in age. So you never know. You never know there. Um, or do like a, funny, there's plenty up here. There's plenty up here. Don't if worry. if don't I had a good beard, we'd do something funny with the beard, but I, I don't, um, I'm still yeah, in, in my one juvenile day, stages. Day. I know, I know, but, uh, should be a fun game. I, I think it will be high scoring. So, um, or not high scoring, high scoring. Might, oh, not okay. high scoring, but like a two, one, something like that. Um, but you know, finals are very cagey, so I could be very wrong and you could be absolutely right on here. And, and last but not least, we'll just quickly, I'm sorry, but Messi wins his eighth Ballon d'Or. Do we um, have to? We have to. Um, I I mean, he's the best player in the world, best player of all time. Um, so he won a World Cup. So he, he had the resume. Didn't have the best club finish he would like to at PSG, but Holland and, and Mbappe were kind of the runners up there, and I'm sure neither of them are happy. But, hey, maybe the Holland, Mbappe, throwing Jude in there um would be an interesting interesting thing for for the next but uh um all right best bets so recap um 24 14 and 7 on best bets 7 and 9 with parlays up 26.25 units for the year um just to recap our parlay last year or last week hit um but we only had three legs and it was a little less juicy just because that Marseille game got postponed. So City, Liverpool, Aston Villa, Moneyline, plus 150, plus 1.5 units there. Best bets, uh, so you had City, Man U, Push, Leon, Marseille was, did not play. Cone cashed, and El Clasico pushed. So only one win on the week. But we went up we went up uh, 3.5 units, so, so not, not too bad there. Um, and then for the bets this weekend, real quickly, for the parlay, uh, we have Leipzig, Villa, and Liverpool um, for a plus 250. Um, I think I think all sides get it done. Leipzig are playing a very bad minds. Liverpool play Luton and then Aston Villa. Um, who does Aston Villa play? I'm completely blanking right now. Um, but I, I don't think they play a very good opponent. Oh, they played Nottingham Forest, excuse me. And Nottingham Forest did not pass the eye test for me uh, last week against Liverpool. And for best bets, over three and a half for Man City, Bournemouth. Um, Bournemouth coming off a tough, tough result midweek. I think Man City absolutely destroyed them. Plus, they didn't play midweek, so they're well rested. Brighton, Everton, over three. This this is a weird one, but I, I like really like it for some reason. 
Um, over three and a half, Mont- PSG, Montpellier, Mbappe masterclass. I'd also take him to score. I'd also take Holland to score if I was you. They're both going to be pretty pissed about not winning it. And then over three and a half, their classicer. Bayern's back line is in ruins. Um, Dortmund, I think this match is going to be goals, goals, goals. And over three and a half, Leverkusen, Hoffenheim. I will not be posting that Leverkusen, Hoffenheim play as it will be a bonus bet on this pod. Um, so love all these games. I love the Bundesliga. I could have just taken all Bundesliga games here. I, I, I really like the matchups there, but uh, those are my my bets. Um, so that is this week or this midweek's full-time roundup. Thank you again if you're listening till now. Um, and uh, make sure you like, subscribe, follow on Twitter at full-time roundup. Give us a rating, five stars in particular. Helps us spread the brand. And Matt, I will see you on Monday. And good luck Sunday. 